You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. everybody. I'm Kathy Biasse and welcome to the Health Hub. I hope that your week is treating you well. I really think that today's show is going to resonate with many of us. As people are living longer, there is an increased need for help for both our senior citizens and the families that support them. Over the years, we have seen innovative concepts to transition seniors from their family homes into housing that ranges from fully independent living through to assisted living, and into long-term care. But there are many of our seniors who, given the choice, would prefer to remain in their family home. And although, although this may be the ideal situation, it can come with many challenges on many fronts. And I can uh, speak to this on a personal note. We recently had to move my in-laws from their family home And although this was the right decision at the time, I I truly wish we had have known about uh, some of the services that are out there now that would have helped us to explore options that we really didn't know about. When we come back, I will introduce you to our in-studio guest, Faryar Faroudi, and we will discuss how he and his business, Home Instead, are working with seniors and their caregivers to support seniors living at home.
You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada. This show is being pre-recorded, but when we go live, we'll have a phone number for you to call in so you can touch base with us, ask questions to our guests or to myself. In the meantime, though, if you'd like to reach out to us, we do have methods available to you. You can email us at THH, that's THH for the Health Hub, THH at RadioMaria.ca, or you can uh, use my Twitter account directly, and that's at Kathy underscore Biasse, and you can reach us on our Facebook page, which you can find at the Health Hub Radio Maria. For over 10 years... Fariar Faroudi worked in the healthcare industry as a breast cancer researcher and marketing professional and served as a volunteer for the Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Canada organization. Currently, Fariar is the owner of the new Home Instead Senior Care Franchise in York Region. Home Instead's mission is to help seniors live happy, healthy, and independent lives in the comfort of their own homes and to provide respite care for overworked family caregivers. He has dedicated himself and his business to providing personal care, educating the community, and enhancing the lives of seniors and their families across York Region. Welcome to our show, Faryar, and thank you especially for coming in studio with us. How are you doing this morning? Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Uh, it's, it's our pleasure. It's definitely our pleasure that you're here. So I want to get right in. You've got a, a business that is is just so fundamental to a lot of us. Some of us are supporting um, our parents. Others are seniors looking for a different way. And your business really resonates with me because I mentioned uh, in the opening segment, we did have to move my in-laws from their family home. And none of us knew about this service that you offered and whether or not it would have changed our, our decision is, is one thing, but just to have had all our options in front of us, I I really would have liked to have at least known about your company and explore the Mm -hmm. options that were ahead of us. But before we get into your company, Mm -hmm. um, I'm very interested and intrigued to learn um, more of why you went from your career in breast cancer research into working in the senior healthcare industry. You know, life sometimes just throws you a curveball. If if I go back many many years um, as a, as a Persian individual, you know, my family would always want to raise me to be a doctor, a lawyer, an architect, an engineer, and you know, it was always with good intentions. Uh, it was about having a successful lifestyle, so you don't have to worry about anything. So it was really always about going in that path. And I always took a passion and a liking to healthcare. And I did want to go that path through that path to become a doctor at some point. But life throws you curveballs and you realize, you know what, there's something else out there for me. It's not necessarily to be a physician, but I do want to learn more about what's happening in the healthcare world. So I did my master's in breast cancer pharmacology and really researched ways to treat cancer in novel ways, uh, um, ways that we can actually um, reduce the effect of some of the toxic chemicals that we're putting into the human body. From there, I went to pharmaceutical companies and started designing clinical trials. And then that transitioned naturally into marketing some of the products that I was researching over the years. But life actually, you know, as time went on, I realized, you know, there has to be something else for me. And this opportunity to open up my own business came along and I just I just jumped at it. And it seems so natural for me, because if I recall back to when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I was volunteering at nursing homes. And I'll still remember Papa Z, who I was helping out every single day. And he would, you know, him and I would go for a walk down the street together. And he was just so happy every time he saw me. Or Arthur, who would teach me how to play dominoes. And he got upset every time I made the wrong move. (laughs) But it was always fun being with them. And just those reflections back on being able to brighten up someone's day and improve their quality of life. And my my affiliation to the healthcare world, I was just, it made sense. It was a good match for me to be able to open up my own company and a company that's focused on enhancing the lives of senior citizens. 
Well, that's inspiring. It's very inspiring. So how long have you been in the senior healthcare industry? We're looking at just about two years right now. So the the franchise office that I run in the York region, it is one of the newer offices in in Canada. Uh, across the country, we have just about 37 offices. And um, I am one of the newest offices. Uh, this office itself does support uh, Richmond Hill, Vaughan, Thornhill, North York, really a large, large area. And uh, it's well needed to be quite honest with you because in the York region there is almost a not even epidemic but almost a pandemic as you refer to the aging population there's a lot of seniors that do need our support in that area so you do stand extend outside the boundaries of York region absolutely yes if it's if it's not my office it's certainly going to be other offices in the GTA in the Toronto area in Toronto itself we have three offices there's another office in Etobicoke Mississauga Hamilton Brampton extending all the way out east to Ottawa and in uh, throughout Quebec. So we do have a good footprint throughout Canada from coast to coast. And we really need to let people know about it for sure. For Absolutely. sure. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us in depth really about the services that your company can provide to seniors themselves or to their support and family members. Absolutely. We provide home care services for senior citizens and actually just even anybody who needs our support at home. Uh, It could be somebody uh, who is an elderly loved one or somebody who's even post-op. Perhaps they had a heart surgery or they had a hip replacement and they just need a caregiver to drop by their home and help them around the home with meal preparations, helping with the laundry, changing the bed linens, or even perhaps even with bathing, showering, Mm -hmm. assistance with, uh, with toileting activities. It's certainly going to differ from individual to individual. No two senior citizens are going to be alike in what their needs are. So we certainly have to be able to build a custom care plan for each household and make sure we meet the care needs of that individual. And many seniors have appointment after appointment. Do you offer any sort of transportation services that you might be able to relieve some of the family from doing? Absolutely. The caregivers themselves can help uh, help support with those transportation services. Um, sometimes they're able to drive the individual in their own car. Other times they're able to drive the, the client's vehicle um, on their behalf and be able to take them to a doctor's appointment or even be able to help them with grocery shopping. There's a lot of different um, possibilities. We even do rely on technologies like Uber or even calling a taxi just to be able to get the transportation there. But we help support that transition from the home into the car to the appointment and then return home safely. Well, I know a personal situation. Um, My father-in-law stays with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and they recently went on holiday, Mm -hmm. and we loved having him with us for for the couple of weeks. But I know that there are other families that don't have that option. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you happen to have someone come in house just for a short period of time just to make sure that a senior is is well taken care of? Of course we do. In fact, actually, just just about uh, three days ago, we did start with a family. Um, The the daughter called me and said, "I'm, I'm, I'm in a panic right now. I'm leaving for Australia tomorrow. We had a private caregiver set up and she just canceled on us. I need help. And this has been my dream trip of a lifetime. And I'm going to be gone for a whole month. My mother has dementia. I can't leave her alone. Can you help? The answer was yes. We were there within 24 hours. We got a series of caregivers in there to be able to support this individual. And I did visit her yesterday to see how things are going. And she's very, very pleased. So we do typically get these requests and most for the most part, when it is Christmas season or uh, other holidays, we do get a lot more phone calls to be able to support mom and dad while family members are out of town or abroad vacationing. Of course, of course. Now, in some instances, I imagine you get to a point in life and it's more of home care just to make someone happy so mm-hmm. that they're not in hospital. Is that something that you can help with as well? Mm-hmm. Basic companionship. It's about just being there. Uh, it, one of the one of the things that I think a lot of people do overlook when it comes to the, the health of our senior citizens is just being active. You know, being active in terms of conversation, being active in terms of um, different uh, activities, coloring books, um, playing cards, maybe going for a walk. A lot of this, it's really, it's so beneficial for the senior citizen, for their mind, body, and soul. So we do have a lot of individuals that's, that will let us know, no, nothing's wrong with mom, per se. Um, she can walk, she can take care of herself from a personal care perspective. 
we just don't have the time to be around her all the time and just visit her on a regular basis. It would be nice if someone could just drop in to be with her a couple times a week. And so that she has a familiar face to, to connect with. Yeah, that, and that is so true. That really resonates with me. I know that uh, one of the areas that I'm, I'm focused on myself is the burgeoning health concern of loneliness mm-hmm. with older people and not being able to get out of the house. So a service like this can be, you know, helpful on so many fronts, but so healthful for the person that you're going to visit. One of the questions that I've asked, and I'm sure people that are listening will uh, will wonder too, is what are the qualifications for your caregivers that you're sending into people's homes? Um, you know, with the internet and news and so mm-hmm. forth, everyone's very cautious of, of who they will invite in and especially leave with their, um, their elderly parents. Mm-hmm. So are there special qualifications for your employees? There's a series of qualifications. Uh, first and foremost, everyone does have to undergo a vulnerability vulnerable sector check, uh, an RCMP background check. We want to make sure from a, from a safety perspective that the individual we're putting into your home and to mom and dad's home, they're, they're safe to be there. Um, sometimes as well, if they do have a driver's license, we do like to get their driver's abstract. Um, when the driver's abstract is very important if they are driving your car or they're transporting mom and dad from point A to point B, but it also does speak to the character of the individual. Um, I did have a candidate um, couple just a few months ago where she was uh, on her driver's abstract. She was driving against traffic three different times. So she was cited driving against traffic three different times. That's scary. That can be very scary. I mean, that just really speaks to the individual and the neglect that they, that they neglectful behavior that they might have. But that aside with the background check, the RCMP check, first and foremost, that individual has to have a heart. They have mm-hmm. to really enjoy working with such a vulnerable population. And that becomes very evident. Um, you know, anytime we are hiring anybody, the first question that goes through my mind is, can I trust this person in my 69 year old mother's home? Right. Can I trust this individual alone with her? Can I trust this individual to act on her best behalf? Can I trust this individual to not uh, act in any sort of malicious way with her? First and foremost, mm-hmm. it has to come down to that. And then, and then beyond that, the caregivers, they have a broad range of backgrounds from just everyday caregivers. They've been caring for individuals, whether they be seniors or children for their for many, many years, all the way to PSWs, uh, DSWs, which are uh, developmental support workers and personal support workers. We have RNs on staff. I even have a um, an individual who's finishing up his medical examination right now, and he's going to be a doctor in a few months. So uh, it's we do have that broad range who we put into a home will certainly depend on that individualized care plan that you and I talked about. Mm-hmm. So if there is an extensive need for personal care and being able to use equipment such as a Hoyer lift or a ceiling lift, we wouldn't just be putting an everyday caregiver who's never used that equipment. We'd certainly be putting in an RN or a PSW who knows how to use that sort of machinery. Now, if you're calling on your company to, you know, often for a companionship to have someone come in, are are the seniors or the family able to request the same person over and over again so that a relationship is established? Or do you rotate your employees with uh, with the individuals? That, that's the ideal approach for home instead senior care. Um, it's actually what makes us unique in the in the industry where we like to have a one to one matching with our clients and our caregivers. Now, we, we do our best to keep consistency, but life changes for caregivers. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're not selling uh, products off of a shell. We shelf. We are we are providing human beings, individuals who can get sick, who can have uh, changes in their lifestyle. They might decide to go away and go back to university um, to extend their education. So to the best of our extent, we can try to have that one-to-one. It also depends on the level of care needed. Um, if we're looking at 24-hour care, it, typically we're unable to have just one caregiver supplying 24-hour care. They're just going to burn out and it's just not feasible. So in instances like that, it can take an army of caregivers, five to seven caregivers to be able to provide that around the clock care. But it is always about that one-to-one match as much as possible. It helps them build trust, respect for one another, especially when we're thinking of such an intrusive process, which is home care. We do want them to become very accustomed with one another in a, in a, as quick as possible. For sure. And maintaining dignity through the process. 
I mean, it, it is it is something, again, I've witnessed personally in my own family to see someone who is caring about dealing with the elderly. It's heartwarming and it gives us as the family members, it gives us a satisfaction that we've made the right move, but it also gives us a sense of safety for our loved one. Now, what about the costs that are involved? I'm sure that you have to structure them individually, but are they attainable for your average uh, York Region person mm-hmm. to to have your services within their home? Absolutely. The cost can certainly vary depending on what kind of care you need, how how frequently you need that individual to drop in, um, the durations, things of that nature. But I'd say for the most part, um, if you're going from York Region to Mississauga to Ottawa, on average, the average client would pay in the mid-20s per hour for support with that caregiver. Um, and this can certainly really, again, vary depending on how much care you need and what type of care you need. One thing to always keep in mind also is that depending on whether you're receiving any sort of public help through the Community Care Access Center, also known as CCAC, if you're receiving any help through them, which is perfectly fine, um, we are able to actually remove the HST from our services. So it's um, it's something that most people aren't aware of. And it's uh, when we do bring it to light, it's a aha moment for most individuals. And they are quite pleased that they're going to save on that 13% HST. So is any of this tax deductible outright? It can be tax deductible. Um, if you're in, if the individual that's receiving the help is uh, deemed uh, disabled through the Ontario Disability Tax Credits. So if anyone uh, is getting care for a mom or dad who they suspect is going to be, um, uh, can get these sort of tax credits, I would recommend they just go online, they Google Ontario Disability Tax Credit. There's a two-page form that their one page their, their physician will fill out and the second page their accountant will fill out. That gets sent to the CRA and the CRA will give their stamp of approval or perhaps a rejection. But if they do approve it, then the those amounts can actually be deducted from their taxes. Certainly, I'm not an accountant, but if, if this is something of interest, I would recommend that you follow through with your uh, with your accountant and have that discussion with them. So, Faria, just a question that's popped into my head. If there comes a time that the family needs to navigate moving their family member, mm-hmm. can you help them with that process or is that something that's sort of outside your we, area? We do it all the time. We're doing it right now. One of our one of our clients uh, living alone has become too much for her and uh, with her with her dementia and her forgetfulness, just living alone, it just it's just becoming too much. So she is going to move into uh, an assisted living facility in Ottawa. And so that transition from Richmond Hill all the way to Ottawa, you can imagine just being able to pack up a whole home must be very overwhelming mm-hmm. for her. So the caregiver has been tasked with being able to sort through all of her all of her belongings, pack up her belongings and just make it movable and ready to move uh, when that time does come. If there's ever uh, an instance where we do need to get outside help, uh, we are well connected within the community. So we can certainly get additional help through other companies to be able to help with that transition as well. That that's wonderful because I know just navigating that system alone is is very difficult and trying to figure out how to rank the homes that you'd like your family member to be in to have someone to guide you along in that process mm-hmm. is great. Um, now you do a lot of community service projects and I know that you've got a new one that's up and coming and we're going to introduce it to everybody and talk about it after the break. So we'll be right back. You are the light of the world.
You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back to The Health Hub. You're listening on Radio Maria Canada. Before we took our break, we dabbled in um, the beginnings of the community programs that Home Instead is offering. So, Fariar, I'm going to let you take it away and uh, tell us about everything you're doing and your new project that you're launching. Absolutely. Well, community programs are so very important to us. It's For us, it's not just about providing the in-home care, but it's also about that education for our family members. I got to tell you, on a daily basis, we'll get phone calls and family members are scrambling. They're, they're terrified. Imagine. There's that eventuality of, of aging kept catching up with mom or dad, grandpa, grandma. And uh, we, we don't want to believe that it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it, it is an eventuality that will happen. And so instead of, instead of being caught off guard, what we like to do is be able to educate our community members on various topics, whether they range from home safety to nutrition, uh, new, best nutrition practices for senior citizens, um, all the way to every, every quarter we do try to have a different campaign that's a hot button campaign or hot button topic, at least for our elderly loved ones within the York region and the caregivers that are helping them. So anywhere from let's talk about driving and driving habits, um, you know, should mom be driving on the road? Should dad be driving on the road? Do we need to modify their driving habits so that they are doing so safely while still maintaining their independence all the way to let's talk about drugs. We talk about drugs with our children, why not with mom and dad? Mm-hmm. The average senior citizen is taking anywhere between seven to 11 medications per day. Um, and a lot of the times, the, you know, they don't know what they're taking, why they're taking it, when they should be taking it. They have a hard time even seeing the medication. So let's talk to mom and dad about, you know, how do we ta- make sure we're taking our medications so that we continue to live a healthy lifestyle? And well- you know, it's funny to that end. My my father in law has this nifty way of taking his medication mm-hmm. and the drugstore bullet packs everything yes. for him. Amazing. I think that that's an awesome idea. Most people don't know that that's actually available and it's free. It's free. If if a, if a pharmacist ever tells you they want to charge you for that, just go to another pharmacy and that'll scare them a little bit. Well, that's but, very good to know. Mm-hmm. It's it's free, 100%. And, and, you know, it's a great way for that pharmacy to be able to show the level of service and support that they're providing for your family. But absolutely, what they'll take is they'll take all of your medications and they'll put them into pre, pre-packed blister packs um, by day, uh, morning, afternoon, evening, nighttime. And it just makes it so much easier just to be able to remember what medication you're supposed to be taking and when you're supposed to be taking it. Oh, it truly is. Now, sorry, I've taken you completely off topic back to your programs. Yeah, no, not a problem. I mean, these are great analogies and great experiences from a day-to-day perspective. Our recent campaign actually is all about protecting seniors online. As uh, you and I know, more and more senior citizens are active online, whether it's for banking, if it's for emailing, just even staying in touch with family members, a lot of social media use through Facebook and even Twitter. So what we do want to make sure is that our senior citizens are active online, but they're doing so in such a safe way. Um, Senior citizens are a vulnerable population and there is a perceived uh, wealth uh, out there by scammers that senior citizens have a lot of money. So they're a natural target for for scammers and uh, fraud artists out there. So we reached out to um, uh, various partners throughout Canada just to be able to build a national campaign that offers tips and resources to help keep our elderly loved ones safe online. Well, that's great. And um, I have to interject here that it's not just the senior citizens Mm -hmm. get taken by these scams Mm -hmm. because I was as well. Oh, boy. Um, Wasn't a major incident, but, you know, I thought that it was a legit uh, service that was being offered to me. I thought it was it was a website um, Mm -hmm. as a website scan. So, you know, I was taken twice by it. So it's not just the seniors that need to be educated on these matters. Sometimes you you are vulnerable Mm -hmm. and the more uh, mischievous these people online get, the more realistic they seem to be, the harder it is to decipher. So it is, you know, the, the seniors are trying to navigate the internet and social media and computers. And that's, that's the hardest part in the first place. And then they're trying to filter through what is and what isn't. 
So how do you educate? Do you educate the families? Do you go deal directly with the with the seniors? Mm-hmm. A couple of approaches. Uh, one approach is by having workshops, community workshops throughout the York region, um, as well as with the other offices. They certainly do hold workshops in their respective areas. And these workshops, uh, anybody that wants to come is more than welcome to come. To your point, it's not just seniors that get scammed online. It is can be everyday people. Mm-hmm. But largely the individuals that do come to our workshops would be uh, elderly individuals or their family caregivers. And we do provide tips and resources on how to protect themselves, but also how to be able to spot some of those scams, those common scams out there. But if they're unable to make it to those workshops, they can certainly go to a website that we have set up. It's www.protectseniorsonline.ca. And that's in Canada. If it's if you're abroad uh, uh, globally, you can go to a .com platform. And that, that website's fantastic. I mean, it really does provide you with all the information you need to know to stay safe online. But it also has a quick quiz, uh, about 10 questions. And it'll give you 10 different scenarios. And it'll ask you, is, is, is this a red flag based on the, what you've read on this scenario? Or are you good to go? And to your point, uh, I've taken this quiz multiple times and I would I would have thought I'd be getting 10 out of 10. But uh, I'm I'm getting on average about seven or eight out of 10 on on this on this quiz. So certainly there's areas improvement for just individuals like myself. So clarify again for me, is this just for your customers or do you offer this as a community based program that anyone is able to go and uh, learn from? That's a great question. It's it's available to anybody. So they can go to www.protectseniorsonline.ca and it's free for anybody to use. It's really an educational tool and it's a commitment to that. We have an ongoing commitment that we have to all of our community members just to make sure we're all educated on some of these key topics. Well, that's very interesting. So say there's an individual who would like to request your company to come and perhaps educate a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that option available as well? Absolutely. They can reach out to us directly. The phone number that they may reach out to is 905 905- Five nine seven four seven five seven. If that community member is within our area, the York region or North York, we'd be more than happy to be able to schedule something for them. It's complimentary. There's no fee. Uh, sometimes I do say if you do want to charge a door fee, um, charge it, but go ahead and give it back to charity. Mm-hmm. And it's something something of a good cause. Um, otherwise, I mean, if, if uh, when they call, if they're looking for support in Mississauga and Hamilton or even abroad, we'll help get them in touch with the right office. So are these programs designed by your particular franchise or is this a countrywide um, program that is organized and passed down to you? I'm just thinking along the lines that certain areas would have maybe some different needs than other areas. Mm-hmm. And if there's a need, say, in the York region area uh, for more of a driving aspect because our mm-hmm. roads are, are more crowded or mm-hmm. how to take the, the, the TTC or the Viva um is that something that people could, you know, request that perhaps maybe you put a program together to mm-hmm. educate a certain group? Absolutely. Well, in, in, in terms of this program and as well as the other programs, they are actually global. Um, but we do try to the, the franchisor that's that's based on the U.S. They do try to reach out to all the different regions to see what sort of nuances are there within each region. So that's why their platform itself, ProtectSeniorsOnline.ca, exists, because there's certainly different tips and advices that, that we can give to individuals who live in Canada. But if, if, if there's individuals out there that are looking for material that maybe we haven't even thought of, they can certainly reach out to us. I had a, a geriatric physician just back in September of 2016. She said to me, you know, Farrier, I'm having the hardest time helping individuals navigate through powers of attorney. When, when I have uh, patients who have been deemed um, as having dementia and incapable of making decisions on their own, family members have to activate their POA and they have no idea how to do it. Is this something you can help me with? And I took that question very seriously and I reached out to Hummingbird Law, which is located in Vaughan, Ontario. And I said to them, listen, there's a real need here. We need to educate the public. Are you able to give me top five questions and the respective answers so that we can help help educate the public a bit more. And so we were able to put together a one page, one page educational pamphlet and we've left it at the hospital and uh, various community centers. And they're there, they're free for anybody who wants to grab them and educate themselves on how to be able to support mom and dad. So do you pull from a group of um, people that are 
respected in their particular industry? Do you have professionals that when you're designing your programs, you want to to go to? I'm just thinking um, the opposite end of the spectrum. If someone would like to work with you on a program and, and offer their services, do you have a collective group or do you reach out? Like you said, you re- reached out to the law firm. Mm-hmm. Is that something that someone can get involved with and help you out in your group? Absolutely. This is what it comes down to. We, we can't be an expert at everything. We were certainly very well versed in providing home care services and being able to support senior citizens, uh, live independent, safe lives. But when it, when you start talking about topics like powers of attorney or how to be safe on the road or uh, cyber safety, we certainly have to reach out to experts out there and get their input and their opinion. And quite often, you know, the, the how we also reach out is be through market research. And we typically do reach out to over a thousand individuals throughout North America just to ask them, you know, what are your experiences with driving on the road? Um, what are the challenges you've had with taking medication? Can you tell us about some of the uh, instances where you, you've been a victim of online scam and what happened? So we, we like to reach out to the senior citizens, the family caregivers, as well as to community experts. And it comes back vice versa. There's going to be a lot of individuals that reach out to us because their expertise isn't home care services. Their expertise isn't caring for senior citizens and ensuring their independence. So we do uh, we do collaborate both ways throughout our community. Interesting. So getting back to your your most recent program, tell me what you found are the the most predominant ways that seniors are being taken advantage of in the cyber world. Well, there's there's five hot topics um, where where senior citizens are being scammed. Uh, The first one is through uh, tech support scams. And what what will typically happen is you'll get a pop up on your computer and it's claiming um, really the software, but we know we now know it's a fake software. It can be malware. And uh, when you click on this link, um, you're automatically downloading something onto your computer that gives that hacker full access to your computer. And um, that full access can result in your passwords being um, captured by that individual passwords for your email addresses, for online banking, so on and so forth. So if you ever see a pop-up on your computer, just avoid it. Um, Typically, don't even click anywhere on that pop-up. Sometimes there's an X on that pop-up, and we all know that X for most instances means we close down the screen, but they've designed that X just to be able to, if you click even on that X, that you're downloading some sort of malware or software onto your computer that can leave you open to attacks. I did not know that. (laughs) It's very, very scary. So when you are getting those pop-ups, you know, in some instances, I've, I've even just shut down my computer. It's as simple as that. I've tried to save as much as I can, and then I'll just shut down my computer, do a cold shutdown, and then that way that way, I don't have to deal with that pop-up ever again. I think I should take one of your courses. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's other scams. Uh, right now we're in tax season, right? We're in 2016 tax season, and tax season is a fantastic way for scammers to really be able to get the money that they want, um, especially from senior citizens. One thing to always remember is that the Canadian Revenue Agency, the CRA, will never communicate with you over the phone. They'll never email you. They'll never send you a text message demanding access to credit card information, to bank information, to your email account, to passport information all ridiculous. So any, any correspondence that comes from the CRA will certainly be in the form of a mail that gets, that gets get letter mail that gets mailed to you. Um, and, but even when you do open that up, use your best judgment, um, be able to review it properly. And if it just doesn't seem right, be able to call CRA, pick up the phone, call CRA and let them know what letter you have received and if it is actually legitimate. Okay. Any other ones or, uh, you know, I'd say that another one, and this one recently happened to my, to my mother is a uh, sweepstakes or charity scams. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother actually got a phone call yesterday. She's right now vacationing down in Florida. And uh, I mean, Florida, it's a great area for, for uh, fraud because there is a large populations of population of senior citizens that do vacation there. But she got a phone call and it was on behalf of Walmart, Walgreens, and um, another company that I can't really remember at this stage, but they, they, mentioned that she has a $200 coupon coming her way. And the only way they can send that $200 coupon to her is if she pays for the shipping and handling 
and uh, they'll need her credit card information to to uh, be able to ship it to her. And you know, God bless my mother. She she told them right away. You know, I know this is a scam. I don't want you ever calling me again. I'm going to call the cops next time. She took your course. Yeah, she took my course. So <laughs> it's it's if it doesn't sound right, if it sounds too good to be true, it's okay to tap the brakes. It's okay just to, you know, first take a second thought on it, maybe get an expert, a family member or someone who's tech savvy to be able to jump in and say, you know, to, to, to review the situation and let you know whether uh, that seems legitimate or not. But if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Just feel free to hang up that phone and don't even talk to that individual again. You know, some of our minds just don't work that way. You know, we trust people, you know, we don't second guess people at the outset. So it, it's, it's not, again, I'm back to this. It's not just the senior citizens who suffer from this. So mm-hmm. uh, continue. I'm, I'm learning a lot here. I think ultimately it comes down to knowledge is power. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, and that's why we have these workshops. That's why we have these websites. It's about educating yourself. So go to protect seniors to get some of those tips, learn more of those resources. But, you know, some of the some of the easy ways you can protect yourself is make sure all of your accounts and your devices are password protected devices included, not just your account. So make sure your cell phone is password protected, your iPad, your computer. Great passwords are typically eight characters in length. Um, they'll consider consi- consist of um, numbers, letters, symbols, uppercase, lowercase. I know it can be complicated to, to remember <laughs> that. I'm just going to interject here, Farrier. How do you remember your passwords? <laughs> yeah. I've actually had to make a document that I've saved. And, and some people do. And I made, I made a document myself, And but I've, I've made a document that I've, uh, it's a hard copy document. So I've written it on a piece of paper, nothing on my computer. Because again, if, if my computer gets hacked, all my passwords are out there as well. Um, so I do, I do write down myself because I, you have access to various websites, email, financial institutions. So keep that somewhere safe as much as possible. Um, keep it in the safe, keep it in your home, um, but just make sure you don't save it on your, on your computer. Uh, I can see the look on your face and Again, perhaps I you need are to take saving a program. it on your computer. <laughs> I thought up in the cloud yeah. it was pretty safe, but yes, I have, and all my passwords to be perfectly honest too, are variations of the same mm-hmm. two or three different types of passwords. That's very so, common. Uh, yeah. It's That's, well, it's, it's out of necessity when you have to have a password for everything, not just your devices. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I know some people that, they they even change their passwords like spring cleaning. So when every time spring cleaning comes along, um, they go through all of their they're they're really it's their major accounts, their bank accounts, their emails, and then they just change everything just to make sure they're that much more secure. It's um, a good policy, but it's it's you know pick something that works for you. Don't ever save your passwords on your computer because uh, it's a vulnerable area. Someone can just come onto your computer and just steal that passwords from you. But you know other tips: think before you act. It's, it's always very important just to think before you act. It's okay to not respond to an email. It's okay to not press on, you know, click on a link. Um, it's okay just to be able to pick up the phone and call a family loved one or a tech specialist, someone that you trust and let them know the scenario and get their perspective on it. A great resource would be to have a phone number on hand to call if you're mm-hmm. not sure about something, but mm-hmm. that that's, that's a little bit too much to ask. I think there are just so many different people you need to get involved with that. Um, what about other programs? This is your newest one, mm-hmm. but I know you have a lot of other great programs. And even though they may not be your your current ones, can people still either access them online or are you still giving talks about them? That's a great question. Actually, all of our programs are available on caregiverstress.com. So again, that's caregiverstress.com. They're all available for free. Um, many of the programs, there's pre-recorded videos, pre-recorded uh, audio uh, sets, um, a lot of decks, uh, a lot of uh, one-page documents that they're very straightforward to follow. It's not complicated by by any stretch of the no imagination. Passwords. No passwords. <laughs> it's not rocket science, I promise you that. But going to caregiverstress.com, it will have... Pretty much every topic you're looking for as it pertains to caring for an elderly loved one. So if we're if you're unable to make it to one of our workshops or if there's a, um, a topic that's of interest to you, certainly go to that website. I'm sure you'll find what you need. Maybe give us a list of two or three of your most popular ones that people might be interested in. A big one actually is um, it's called the 50-50 rule, sibling communication. In, in our world, uh, siblings do fight a lot. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's out of love 
for mom and dad. Um, one, you know, a sister might have a different view as to what should happen with mom. Um, brother might have a different view. So the 50-50 rule, sibling communication, it's really about being able to empower the siblings and get them working together, working as a team, as a cohesive unit, because uh, this, the safety and the independence and the life of their, their elderly loved one relies on it. So instead of going down a rabbit hole and getting into any sort of arguments that they may not be able to get out of, um, it's a good topic to certainly to certainly venture through. That is sound. That does sound like a, a very good one. And what other ones that that are most popular? You were saying a, a big one right now also is let's talk about driving, and especially when you start considering a remote areas or urban um, suburbs. So the York region is York region has great public transportation, but it's certainly not extensive like it is in downtown Toronto or perhaps other cities throughout North America. So making sure that you know we're not we're not um, our senior citizens they are driving in in a safe way throughout the community because driving is independence. That's what it comes yes, down it to. And, and if we ever were to threaten our family loved one with taking away their keys, they will kick and scream. Mm-hmm. And I had a, I had a client uh, months ago, 96 years old, blind as a bat, couldn't hear a thing. And he admitted to me that two years ago, he, he, he gave up his keys finally, but even then he couldn't see, but he was still on the road. Unfortunately, he didn't have anybody to have that conversation with him to be able to either adjust his driving habits or be able to take the keys as a take away the keys completely from him. But it's about maintaining independence as much as possible, but certainly ensuring their safety and the safety of others around them as they're driving on the road. Yeah, and seniors need to know as well that there are other ways of transportation if if by chance they have to give up their driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that would be another knowledge base that I'm sure that you can provide to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime they want to learn about any sort of topic, whether it is about driving, it is about um, managing medications, or in this case, online protection, protecting themselves online, they can certainly go to caregiverstress.com. They can get all of that information on there, or they can even call us 905-597-4757, and we'd be able to help them navigate through to the relevant information and the educational material for them. Awesome. Now, before we wrap up, I want to give you an opportunity to let everybody know if they want to find out more about your services. Mm-hmm. Is it the same phone number? Do you have a website that is accessible mm-hmm. to the York region, your York region group? Mm-hmm. So if they want to, if they're looking for services within the York region or North York, they can certainly call us at 905-597-4757. They're also more than welcome to go online at homeinstead.com forward slash Vaughn. That's V-A-U-G-H-A-N. If they are abroad, um, whether it's throughout throughout the GTA, they can certainly still call us and we'll put them in touch with the right office. Otherwise, they can go directly to homeinstead.com. They can enter in their postal code or their zip code and identify whether they're looking for care or for employment. And the system will identify the closest office to, to them. That is awesome. Thank you so much for coming in studio. I really appreciate it. It's really nice to talk to someone face to face. If you would like more information on his company, you can contact the show. RadioMaria.ca is our website. You can send us a tweet at RadioMariaCan. You can email us at THH at RadioMaria.ca. Or if you would like to reach me personally, my website is kathybiasse.com, or you can reach me through Twitter at Kathy underscore Biasse. To conclude our show, I just wanted to give you a quick tip for those nasty little eggshells that end up in the bowl once you've broken it. The empty half of an eggshell is the best tool that you can use to extract the pieces of cracked shells that have ended up inside your bowl. This is Kathy Biasse, and you've been listening to The Health Hub.
You have been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.